Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Teddy Bernetti said her latest album, The Queen of Pittsburgh, began as a legacy album of sorts. She said, I wanted our grandchildren to know that Grandma and Grandpa were cool once. The singer, songwriter, and drummer has been a musician for most of her life, once touring as a member of the B-Girls, and most recently, the Teddy Bernetti Band. She is my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, Teddy. Welcome to our podcast. Hi. How are you today? I am great. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with us a few minutes about your music. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. And uh, you are, uh, for me, up north. I'm in Virginia. You're in Pennsylvania, correct? That's correct. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. All right. Has that been uh, home your whole life? Most of my life. All right, we spent the 70s and 80s, my husband and I, my husband's my lead guitar player. Okay. Uh, we, we met in a band, and we went to New York City and had our music career in New York City in the 70s and 80s, and then um, had two sons and came back to Pittsburgh to raise the kids, and uh, we're still here. <laughs> when you came back, you said your musical career, um, did you come back and continue playing? Or, or change directions for a while? No, we, we changed directions. Um, we, uh, I went back to school for ultrasound, and I did cardiac and vascular ultrasound for about 20 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And my husband, yeah, my husband's a Vietnam vet, salt of the earth. He has a degree from Northwestern, and so he, he did accounting. He was an auditor. Okay. We became the people we used to make fun of, you know. <laughs> 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 and then I and and we've been retired for about eight or nine years now, and so we're we're back in the music business. Oh, okay, cool. So mm-hmm. I I, I got to ask a drummer how it's it's not the thing that you typically see women doing. That's not typically the instrument that they migrate towards. How did that happen for you? Well, you know, it's funny too because my parents thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like eleven years old. And uh, I went to a girlfriend's birthday party, and um, her older sister uh, had a little Victrola, and they put this uh, single on. It was uh, Louie Louie by the Kingsmen. Yeah, okay. And, and the, yeah, right? So that song, if you listen to it, the drums are bombastic. Sure, yeah. And it shot through me like a bolt of lightning. And the drums just kind of picked me, and I was possessed. I ran to that little Victrola, and I just kept playing that song over and over again. <laughs> and in those moments of listening to it, I just, I just knew, this is what you do. You're a drummer, you're a musician, wow. and this is what you're going to do with your life. And it was just something that hit the deepest part of my soul, and I just, you know... I'd ask my mom, how do you know what you're going to be? Well, how do you know when you're falling on? You'll know. Yeah. Yes, no. Yeah. She says, you'll know. You know, what do you, how do you know what you're going to be when you grow up? You'll know, you know. <laughs> so it was one of those kind of things. I just knew, you know. Did she... And I went... 
Go ahead. Oh, did she try to talk you out of that advice when she realized that you wanted to be a drummer? <laughs> well, this is, well, I went home and I asked, can I take drum lessons? I mean, I would never played a musical instrument or anything. And, and um, they said no, because <laughs> they thought it was a boy's instrument. Uh-huh. So, I, so I asked for the next best thing, which to me was guitar, okay? Uh-huh. And so they allowed that, and I took guitar lessons, and they bought me a guitar because I did really well with it. And it serves me well because now that's how I can, that's how I write my music. Yeah, you know? okay, okay. So, but um, my mother my mother was a tap dancer when she was young, and she always wanted to play the drums, and she just thought it was a phase I was going through. Oh, you know? cool, okay. <laughs> but, but when I got a job at the chicken place and, went and took my money and got on that bus and went out to the mall and signed myself up for drum lessons, everyone was shocked, <laughs> you know, that that's what this, you know. yeah kid did and then um and i just fell in love with it i love drum techniques i love everything about the drums you know and i've had to, i was blessed with some really wonderful teachers and i ended up getting a scholarship for snare drumming and went to college at eastern kentucky university for a couple of years and dropped out and went on the road with the band wow. and so uh yeah and then ended up in new york city and i did a lot there and um you know i'm back <laughs> So you spent uh, the first part of your life as a professional drummer in various different kinds of bands. Was there a particular style that you migrated towards? Well, you know, back in those days, uh, you'd hear everything on the radio back to back. You know, you'd hear like the Mamas and the Papas, and then you'd hear Red Zeppelin, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you'd hear Janis Joplin, and then you'd hear... uh, Joan Baez, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, the, the style, it was so, they mixed all the genres, and I think it was the greatest time to grow up mm-hmm. musically, you mm-hmm. know. Sure. So, I, so we played the hits, you know, that kind of music. And I, I played rock, I played, actually in New York, I, I played punk, mm-hmm. I, I played with some punk bands, and that, because they just wanted you to play as hard and as fast as you could, that right. was always fun, you <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. My my husband and I were in a band called Mark Truth and the Liars. Truth and the Liars. <laughs> and we played CBGBs a lot with that guy. And then, um, but our first gig actually in New York, um, we uh, were with the Impalas. Oh, and they cool. had uh, "Sorry I Ran All the Way Home." Mm-hmm. You know that song? Mm-hmm. It was one of it was one of the very first million selling uh, singles ever. Okay, wow. that's cool. And, and Joe, yeah, and Joe Speedo Frazier. Um, he was, he was a lovely man, you know, he was, he was the singer and he was a, he was, he was black, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, he was on the Ed Sullivan show and they, when they would go on tour, nobody knew he was black from the record. You couldn't tell, right. you know, he was a young, he was 16 when mm, that happened. Wow. So, um, yeah, he got, you know, he's one of those ones who got ripped off, you know, and, right, uh, right, yeah. unfortunately mm-hmm. stuff. He's passed away since then now but uh yeah we were lucky enough to play with him you know and um and then i played in a in a great band with carol mcdonald uh she had a band called isis um isis the female goddess mm-hmm. isis the, the terrorist mm-hmm. <laughs> they were on they were on they were in atlantic um she was an atlantic um recording artist and um 
I was in the band she had after ISIS. It was called Carol McDonald and Witch. Hmm. And it was a big, it was big, like, 10, 11 piece horn band, all women, hmm. you know. Cool. And they were some of the best musicians I've, I've played with in my career. I got to tell you, she had, she had a hot band. And, uh, and we, and we did all kinds of tours. And uh, we played, um, in Santa Barbara and Georgia. And, you know, we traveled all over the place with her. And that, that was a lot of fun. When did you know, the singer the music, in you come out? The music was so good. Yeah. When did the yeah. singer in you well, come out? Well, you know, when I started playing guitar, I started writing songs immediately. And this is when I was 11. Oh, okay. okay. So as so, a kid, yeah. So, yeah. So I always sang, you know, a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I always wanted to do my own music, too. You know, I, always, I kept writing. And I always wanted to do my own music, and um, I sang a little bit here and there. But I mean, I love playing the drums, and uh, you know, a lot of times uh, people wanted front singers, and so I've done that too, but a, a little bit. But I enjoy playing the drums and singing, and it's different. And I don't really—it's never been an obstacle for me hmm. in terms of physically being able to do it or communicating with an audience. Mm-hmm. You know, the drum set, some people, back then, they had all kinds of notions. I mean, I, I, I couldn't get auditions because they didn't think girls could hit the drums hard enough. Wow. And, and, I, and honest to God, I can hit the drums so damn hard that it'll scare <laughs> you, you know? <laughs> so, you know, things are changing now. Right? Sure, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, there, there's some fabulous, fabulous female Oh, yeah. musicians yeah. out there nowadays yeah. and the drummers some of them are, i mean they'll scare you they oh got yeah chops, you know yeah so well there's more people you know so like anything you know there's just more of everything now yeah. but um uh yeah i mean i still love playing and singing and i and and usually uh I don't know how it's going to be this next time around when I start gigging, but I do like to get out front sometimes, you know? Mm, okay. So I may still do that. If I have somebody in the band, maybe my son will tour with us. Um, our, our one son played uh, guitar on this album on one of the tracks. There's okay. A, uh, actually, the title track, Queen of Pittsburgh, is a father-son guitar solo section. Oh, that's cool. You know? So that's that's really neat. And, and he's a... He, my, our son James Mason, he plays um, guitar, bass, and drums, and he plays the hell out of all of them. Hmm. And he's a songwriter also. But um, so if he tours with us, then maybe I'll get him to fit in on the drums instead of playing guitar, and I'll come out front a little bit. But um, but I dig playing the drums and singing, you know. So what? I mean, it's it's, it's natural to me. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. What brought you back to the music? You you shared earlier that you and your husband had a professional career doing something else and 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 retired. What made you come back? Well, you know, it eats at you once you're a musician, mm-hmm. and you know, it's one of those things that you have that passion and that seeds planted in you and. I don't think you ever lose it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and all those, and it was it was very difficult to give up the music. But you know, I felt personally that um, 
when you're trying to have a big career as a musician, as we were in New York, I had management, I had a press agent, I had all that stuff. I did everything you could do but have a hit record mm -hmm. at, at that point before we left New York and came back to raise the kids. But uh, it's about you. It's not about those kids, you mm -hmm. know. And I come from this big Italian family. I'm the oldest of 10 kids, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, was a, it had to be about the kids for us, mm -hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wait, we waited to have kids. I was 30 when I had my, our oldest son, Noah. Mm, okay. And, um, you know, and then there's six years between our sons, so we stuck it out for a while in New York. Um, and when the, our second son, James, was born, it was, there was just a turn of circumstances. Um, New York was getting cost prohibitive. Uh, my manager got sidetracked with another business because his wife had their second baby and he mm -hmm. needed to make money. And, and uh, so, you know, uh, and then there were people back home that were having health problems and stuff, but, you know, we needed to come back and, and help the family out a little bit, you yeah. know, so. Um, and, and then things happened. Uh, my parents were retiring and the house that I grew up in became available. So it just was like a... Yeah. Kind of serendipity. You know, yeah, yeah. serendipity, right. right just, yeah. Everything just fell into place. It was just, you know, the thing the thing to do. So how, how long have you been back at it? Oh, about eight years now. Okay. Up yeah. until the pandemic, well, were you, know, you, were you out into it? Was it as full-time as you could be? I mean, when, when you got back into it, did you did you guys go into it full steam? Well, we... we what we did was um, we put together about maybe five years ago, we put together a uh, just to see if we wanted to start gigging again. Because mm -hmm. at this age, it's, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we were retired, so that made it a little bit easier. At least we weren't working day jobs. My husband took some gigs um, while we were wor while we were working those day jobs, but uh, here and there, but. I did ultrasound. It was hard. It was. It took a toll on my elbows. Okay. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pushing on 300 pound people who need their hearts tested. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. So I. So I couldn't play and function as an echocardiographer. So I. I gave up the music for a while. Uh, but uh, we put a little blues cover band together just to see, just to check out the scene here in mm -hmm. Pittsburgh and see. Just to see if we wanted to do it, and, and and we played covers, and that got old. I mean, I I just I started writing actually uh, some songs for that band, and um, decided that uh, hey, maybe we should you know let's do another album. Mm -hmm. And because I, I want the grandkids to know that grandma and grandpa were cool ones. <laughs> I read that <laughs> you said looked, that in an interview. I thought that was such a cool statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that was, it, it was like, that was the reason to record this album. Mm -hmm. And I ran into uh, the wife of my producer, Dean Sargent, um, on Facebook. And he produced my first solo album in New York. And um, he was the first call recording engineer in New York City back in the day. He worked on a lot of big projects and albums and stuff. And he he's fantastic. Anyway, I, I he's... He's my age, you know, and, I, and um, I said, Dino, you know, I'm thinking of recording again. He said, let's do it. Hmm. And I just 
shocked that he would want to do it. You know, yeah. he's, he's like semi-retired. I know other people are trying to get him into the studio again, again, and he wouldn't do it. But we had so much fun and had such a great result. We're a good team. Yeah, you know? sure. We, we work, we get each other. Yeah, and that matters. And we have the same kind of taste and uh, and what we want to hear, you know. But he, but he's, he's a genius. And... Um, this whole Queen of Pittsburgh thing, this was his idea. Hmm, this was his cool. song. We collaborated on a couple songs uh, right, writing-wise. Okay, yeah. I wrote a couple songs which put on this album. And he came to Pittsburgh. We were doing pre-production work. He, uh, Dino and uh, Mike Hennigan, uh, his partner, his business partner, is, is my other producer, Michael. He's the bass player on the album, too. And they came to Pittsburgh, and we were doing pre-production work, trying to gather material, talking about what kind of album it was going to be, and this and that and the other. And we gave them a tour of Pittsburgh, and I have a, I live like a rock star. I have a wonderful loft downtown, and I have a gorgeous city view. Hmm. And um, we took them around and showed them Pittsburgh, and then on their way back to the Poconos, um, I get a phone call from Dino, he's like, Okay, I have this idea for a song. Hmm. It's called Queen of It's called Queen of Pittsburgh, and I thought, <laughs> oh, <laughs> here comes the hate, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, that's cool. These, you know what I mean? The locals are going to think, oh, is she thinks she is. She right, thinks sure. But but it, but if you've heard the song, you you know now that the album's out, people should know that right, the yeah. sentiment is. You know, I'm not going to stop kicking ass until they make me the right, Queen of Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so. Um, so the payback, payback's a bitch. Dino better look out. He's gonna have to do another album with me now. Yeah, right. Well, I was gonna ask you if how far in advance you're you're planning your music. Is there another one, another one in thought at least, or are you writing ahead some things? Well, you know, I, I usually I do have a couple of things ready for the next album as far as writing goes. Okay, and. Um, with this pandemic and everything, this album's taking forever to get out because we got hit with the pandemic sure, in the yeah. middle of it. Yeah, everybody's know? that way. It, yeah. Yeah. So it, it had been, I think, three quarters of the way done before the pandemic hit, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. And and then, you know, we couldn't even see each other. So, you know, we couldn't get in the studio. So um, the plan is, oh, I have, oh, I have a wonderful film crew that I'm doing videos with. I have, they're, we're editing a, our second video right now. Oh, good. My first video, the first single, Evil Woman, came out about two months ago. Yeah, I saw and, that. That was uh, cool. Yeah, and these, I have these young guys who graduated from Rutgers uh, Film School. Mm -hmm. So they're bona fide filmmakers, and um, we're doing videos together, and we have another uh, one in the can right now that they're editing. And uh, that that should be out in a few weeks. Oh, good. Um, yeah, and so that's the plan. We didn't know, because my band's all over the place. Perry Silver, the keyboard player that played on my first album, he's in, he's in New York City. Dean and Mike are in my band now, mm. my producers. And uh, they're in the Poconos. They're six hours away from me. My husband's here. We have a rehearsal studio here. But... You know, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to pull everybody together and get ready to tour until it makes sense. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're working with the videos and we're doing everything 
online now kind of thing because because that's really where the where the business is right now. Sure. Yeah. And so make so so we're hoping to get a buzz going and you know, we're too old to be sleeping in the back of the S U V. So <laughs> We have, we have to, you know, we have to hook up with somebody as a warm-up act or something like that. Something yeah. will happen. Yeah. I'm yeah. going with, I'm going with the flow, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. we're going to do a few more, yeah, we'll do a few more videos. We'll see where, and by then, you know, it'll be Christmas. Right, you know? right. Then you can do some Christmas shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then by next year, we'll be ready to start hopefully touring and, and doing the next album. Yeah, okay. You know, starting the next album again. You know, we're already talking about it, so. So the, the album that's currently out is The Queen of Pittsburgh. If folks want to check out your videos, you've got one on the way out and one already out. What's the best way to get in touch with you and check out the music and maybe even listen to the, the previous record? Well, you can always go to my website, which is www.teddybrunetti.com dot com that's T E D I B R U N E T T I dot com and um there's links there, you know, to connect you to all my uh, social media things mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the music. I'm on Spotify, all the other all, all the streaming platforms, okay, Deezer, Spotify, all that, uh title. Uh, also um uh, I have a YouTube channel, Teddy Brunetti Official uh, YouTube channel. I'm on all the socials like um, Instagram and yeah. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, and everything. And, and I love, I love uh, talking to my uh, social media people. So if they want to send me a comment or a message or DM me or whatever, whatever it is, email me. Whatever. Con- there's a contact form on, on the website. They can send me a message. You know, I love getting to know people. It's one of the fun things about yeah, doing this now. For is sure, I'm, yeah. I'm meeting. Oh, look, I got to meet you. Yeah, hey, that's right. <laughs> what's, what's better than that? That's right. right that's so. right. Yeah. Well, thank thank you, Teddy. I this has been fun, and I um, it's it's fun to hear uh, how you got to where you are, and and being able to still do it, and and your instrument of choice, all that's really cool. And so I certainly wish you the best with it, and I hope you get a chance to get out and share it with uh, as many folks as, as you guys can get together to listen. Yeah, I hope I hope we can get down there to see you, too. Maybe we'll be playing some gigs in your area. Yeah, that'd be media. great. Sure, i love for face you, too. Face to face. Yeah, good. Well, thank you, Teddy. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.